En contra. Against. Abstenciones. Abstentions. El resultado de la votación. The result of the vote is as follows. 13 votes in favor, one against, one abstention. El proyecto de the draft resolution has not been approved due to the veto of a permanent member of the Security Council. Hey guys, George Mesa, Third Eye Edify podcast. Had a slight hiatus of about a week. Very sorry about that. Wasn't intentional, but putting together several episodes at once, uh, interviews included, so it just sort of happened that way. Apologies to anyone who's waiting desperately for the next episode, and if you are, thank you. I really appreciate that. Um, based on the last episode, the last new episode that I was not a repost of me appearing on another show, there's quite a lot of very interesting headlines floating around. And that clip at the beginning showing the United States declining or more importantly vetoing a ceasefire in the Middle East being the only one the sole country, and as they said, being of very high importance on this council, meaning one no is a complete no for everyone, no matter what. We are the only ones that said no. And uh, Great Britain, I think, I, I, I'm sorry if I said it wrong, somebody else abstained from voting altogether. Every single other person there said yes to a ceasefire. I have briefly touched on that war. I'm not going to get into it here, especially because I'm going to put this one on YouTube, which may or may not be the best choice for censorship reasons, but not important. I can't not give my YouTube fans something, but I am, of course, going to be doing a lot more on Rockfin than YouTube soon enough, because I'm feeling the shadow banning. I get... And I'm not saying it doesn't happen to anyone, but I, get, I lose subscribers, I lose views. Surprising stuff. Let me first of all mention that the body language of the United States representative, the way he raised his hand with such power, leans back in his chair like this afterwards. Doesn't even look around. Knows he's the only one. I mean, these are relatively scripted events in my opinion anyway. And whether or not they are deep fakes, maybe, maybe not. But it is a show. And when there's a camera involved and you're not there, it could be whatever they want you to see. Whatever's here, you don't see that. I chose for you to not see that. As a matter of fact, look at this. Look at this. This little piece right here of something on the side. I didn't mean for you to see that either. Oh, is it this? No, I can't find it now. Something right here. Look, there's something right there. See that? I just moved it now out of the corner. I didn't want you to see that, but it's there now in the shot. I can, I can, you can see what I want you to see. 
right? I don't, you don't get to see my Xavier Renegade Angel cover a lot because it's right behind my head. You get to see Roddy Piper starring in They Live because that is a movie that I think will last the test of time as one of the most important things ever recorded, as silly as it may be. My point is this. We're given a show. We're supposed to react a certain way, just like with any reality TV programming. And look at this guy. Just look at that body language. Watch it again if you need to. Unreal. I'm going to show another video or two, or two of a very different nature in just a moment. But let's just keep in mind, since the United Nations has come up in this show before, and surprisingly, or maybe not surprisingly, I was on Crow, which uh, you may or may not have noticed, I was on Crow to talk about the Godzilla series. The Godzilla series, particularly what's known as the Showa era 1954 to 1974. And there's a lot of United Nations, actually. Definitely not in the first one. But we soon find that there's tons of United Nations operations that are not only quickly mentioned or off on the side, they are an integral part of what is going on with the main characters of the story. The human elements. The monsters are not the most important part of these movies. Otherwise, I would have had no reason to go on Crow to talk about it. We got deep, real deep. It was over two hours of us talking about this, and we didn't even get past, we didn't, we didn't find all our notes. There's no way. It was a 10-hour conversation. Talk about the whole Godzilla series. But, and that will be on my channel, by the way. The first hour, of course, not the second hour. So, the United Nations, you know, their stated purpose was to maintain international peace and security. That is the stated mission statement. That is the goal of the United Nations. International peace. Developing friendly relations amongst nations and achieving international cooperation and to serve as a center for harmonizing the actions of nations. Don't talk to me about harmony. Okay, I've got tons of music content on this show to discuss what I think about harmony and how I think it's actually very deceiving, very deceiving. One of my episodes is called Harmonic Deceit. And harmony doesn't necessarily mean consonance. In other words, to any two notes or more played at the same time is a harmony. It doesn't mean that it's pleasant sounding. Sometimes it's context, as a matter of fact, which I displayed very well, I think, at the beginning of that particular episode, Harmonic Deceit. So go back and check that out, episode 31. This came right after the League of Nations, of course, the United Nations, which was characterized as ineffective. Can we now possibly move on and say the United Nations is ineffective? Could this be the tipping point? People seem to notice that this happened, but not enough because the people I've asked didn't really see it. And I've been sending them the video that I put at the beginning of this. I've been sending that to a few closer friends of mine to say, did you see this? Look at this guy's body language. Um, so anyway, League of Nations was deemed ineffective. And on April 25th, 1945, nations met in California. United Nations headquarters in New York, by the way. And I could probably do an entire episode on what is contained within the floors of that location. 
Godzilla did burn it down in a, in a video, in a movie once, so that was pretty good. Um, not sure if that was intentional. UN Charter accepted June 25th. One month later, or two months later, sorry, in 1945. That's how long the United Nations has been going for. And I also mentioned in a previous episode that the only nation that is not involved in the 193 nations of the United Nations is the Holy See, the Vatican. Why? Because the Pope prefers not to directly affect international policy. Well then, perhaps we shouldn't hang on his every word, which creates headlines every single time about international policy and about the way many millions and millions of people think about certain things. It all comes back to the, let's just call it reality TV style that the mass media has done its best to program us with recently. And by recent, I mean a few decades now. All things I've expressed recently, but I want to make sure that I bring the point home here based on the title. United Nations is not united. If it was, I think there'd be a very clear decision to be made on this particular war and all others especially when we pump many, many, many billions of dollars into them, especially after we're led to believe that this money is being spent for some divine purpose. Money is never spent for anything divine. A stance I will hopefully be able to exemplify more as this show grows up, because that's exactly what it's doing. You may have, um, you may know that I've mentioned I've started news articles, and there's plenty more where that came from. I'm going to have some great contributors. I think the title of my brand new book actually exemplifies a lot of what's being discussed in this particular episode and the last short, by the way. As a matter of fact, my show is the the goal of my show is the goal of this book that people who read it, people who watch me, people who listen to me, I'm on podcasts, all podcasts now, people who listen to me find a way. It's not about whether or not they learned by listening. I want to be a teacher. I've always been a teacher. If I'm teaching someone something here, I find that to be wonderful. But my goal is that you watch an episode and you say to yourself, I didn't know half of that stuff existed. Not that, oh, I didn't know it was like that. I didn't know I should think this way now. No. If I show you something, it's for me to help you Get to your own conclusion. That is the goal of this show. United Nations' goal is peace. Don't think they're doing a very good job. Looks like they're doing the opposite. And who should be surprised? Nobody should be. So, what is a volcano? My very first short episode, How Deep Does a Rabbit Hole Go?, is actually about trapezoids, pyramids, and volcanoes and their relationships. You may be surprised if you haven't seen it yet, and if you don't know, how absolutely similar the design of a pyramid is to a volcano, chambers and all. It's stunning, to say the very least. And even more stunning is that the Giza pyramids may not have had the triangular capstone, and therefore, technically, are trapezoids, just like a volcano 
volcanoes don't come to a perfect point at the top, otherwise there'd be no hole. The hole at the top creates a flat top. This is essentially a trapezoid. Incredible. So, take a look at this image that happened during United Nations COP28, which is a climate conference, a world climate conference, where they decide what you should be doing with your life, and nobody else, of course, can tell you anything better. Take a look at this recent volcanic eruption that occurred the same day as another volcanic eruption, this one from Japan. Okay, why am I showing this? What I'm not going to show you are tons of volcano videos. Go look up as many volcano videos as you possibly can. How they erupt, what it looks like when they do. Okay, now I'm going to show you, and here's the point. I'm going to show you a man-made volcanic eruption filmed in a Godzilla movie that I have actually showed at the beginning of another episode, episode 10, Drop Your Heroes. I showed footage from the end of Godzilla 1984, no surprise on that year, I assume, that came out in 1985 in America. And this is what they showed to splice in American actors at the end of the movie. But this is, it's not Hollywood, but this is a Hollywood volcano. Now, pay close attention. Because when I look at volcanoes, they don't typically look like the one I just showed you. Where there's a few streams coming up of black and gray meeting. Streaming up creating this whirlwind of gray smoke around this clear explosion. It looks a lot like this movie, which happened to be filmed in Japan as well, so total coincidence there. But take a look at it. We'll get right back to this. Take a look at this volcano. The reckless ambitions of man are often dwarfed by their dangerous consequences. For now, Godzilla, that strangely innocent and tragic monster has gone to Earth. Whether he returns or not, or is never again seen by human eyes, the things he has taught us remain. Okay. So, the first one I showed you supposedly real. The next one I showed you was man-made for the filming of a movie using explosives of some kind. Could be as big as a firework. Doesn't have to be much. That could have been a miniature. I actually don't know. Um, they look very similar. So, lately, it's been, everyone is going to die. That has been the headline. That has been the underlying headline of most alarming headlines lately. And there's been a lot of alarmist headlines, haven't there? Cyber attack is coming. New pandemics are coming. Climate change is killing you. Don't have kids. See my recent work to get a better gist of all of the types of headlines that have been just assaulting our senses lately. But in particular, they want you to wash your clothes less often. They want, and even though there's pandemics everywhere, right? I mean, that doesn't seem to make a lot of sense with the general narrative eat less meat. 
Meanwhile, they're serving meat at these occasions like you wouldn't believe. Of course. Probably very expensive meat. So, my point is, climate change is coming, I guess. Al Gore Rhythm told us that, didn't he? But none of his predictions came true as far as timing-wise, which is, whatever, not going to comment on it. But he's certainly convinced the world is coming to an end, too. Social media is not helping with disinformation and misinformation, as we're often told people like me are. Meanwhile, I just want you to find truth, no matter where it takes us. All this happened during this COP28 climate conference. It's a two-week conference. It's actually not even over. It'll be over tomorrow. They've said plenty already and had some pretty suspicious guests at the very least. But as they're telling you, don't eat meat, as they're telling you, do everything less, as they're telling you things that they themselves are going to be able to keep doing while you can't. I had Terry Tillert and uh, Mystic Ronan on this show. Shout out to both. Terry Tillert said, the only people that will have things once they outlaw them are outlaws. Keep these things in mind as we discuss who knows what kind of topics we'll get into next year, 2024. It's being filmed in the middle of December, 2023, getting to the end. And the show ain't done yet this year. We got plenty of interesting stuff coming out, I assure you. Please do like and subscribe. Please find me on Rockfin. Um, I still have an offer for free signed book. You can see that previous video about that. My website has an email list. My base university has an email list. Join me. Join me on my quest, please. So what happens during the climate conference? Two volcanoes go off on the same day. One of them looks kind of typical. One of them looks like they set off explosives to cause a volcanic eruption. Something that actually came up in the movie I showed you a clip from, that Godzilla movie. They brought Godzilla with his bird brain because he's a dinosaur with bird uh, characteristics, right? They bring him in with a bird frequency to the edge of the volcano. They set off explosives to set off a volcanic eruption and burn him inside, hopefully, which of course does not work. Much like Freddy and Jason, he does not die that often. And as usual, predictive programming. You can cause natural events with man-made things. The right kind of explosion and or frequency manipulation can probably set off not just the 9-11, but any natural disaster you can think of, really. Think about a tsunami. Think about a huge push of water toward making a tsunami. I mean, there's probably a lot of ways to do a lot of things. And a lot of them are probably much simpler than we expect them to be. Might not even need explosives. So as they prepare you with these very alarming headlines, as they convince you that climate change is happening, they are secretly manipulating, uh, secretly I say very lightly because it's out in the open to me, they are secretly setting off all these crazy things around the world, controlling temperatures to be abnormal, setting off volcanoes, causing chunks of ice to fall off the wall of Antarctica. It's a lot. There was this, uh, next to the Suez Canal, there was this little Israeli-American uh, idea. Now, it's not saying it's not proven, but they were going to set off nuclear weapons to make a new man-made canal. I'm mentioning canals because I'm going to have a very interesting talk with a guest I think a lot of you know. I'm not going to spill the beans yet, but 
we're going to be talking about a very specific canal in the Americas, but the concept of using nuclear weapons in a wasteland to create a canal because no one's there. There's plenty of ideas like this. They're calling for more nuclear right now at COP28. They're calling for less fossil fuel emissions, of course. Then I keep calling it fossil fuels. And if you'll watch my episode Slick Oil, which may be 13, I don't remember, I did a, my best to prove that that is just a nonsense idea altogether. There's a few other things that have been happening lately that it's unfortunate, but the, all the things we've talked about on this show, are they're happening quick. I'm not always here to discuss news, but I really feel that it's my duty to bring certain things to people's attention because you may not be scouring the news like I am because I get inspiration for ideas from it because you just got to do the opposite. And that may sound very childish and silly, but that's how childish and silly their propaganda is. They just invert reality and send it to you as reality. It is that simple for them, and that's why it's falling apart. Everyone I'm talking to lately say, you know, it seems like it's really falling apart. Somebody's going to be on the right side of history. And it's okay if you're still duped. Because you won't be once they show their hand. And once the door, once they walk through that door and close it behind them, there's no going back. But the 15-minute city that I've discussed on this show before may easily become something in New York City, New York where I am from originally. For my first four years, there's also the Proposition 213, 2.13, where they're reinstating the concept that they could take you from your home as a quarantine and keep you indefinitely. It's a little scary. It's not new, but it's still scary. And I guess it really does all come down to these carbon credits as far as the emissions and the ideas of climate change, carbon offsets, traded amongst nations to kind of make up the difference. Keep these few things in mind. They may have come across your attention when they were happening. The U.S. Um, Clean Air Act of 1990, the Kyoto Protocol from 1970, 1997, and the Marrakesh Accord from 2001. They're faintly memories in my mind, but they're all carbon credit associated things. Anything sustainable, carbon credit, build back better, is to be held in high suspicion, in my opinion. But if you go look it up, look up the wording, look up who's behind it, look up who they're selling it to, look up who's actually going to be following it. Because most people, we're going to be the outlaws, and those outlaws that brought these laws are going to be the only ones not following them. If you recall V from V for Vendetta, they make a breakfast for her. I forgot her name. And she says, oh, I, I haven't had real butter before. I, I don't remember the last time I had real butter because that was outlawed, right? But the chancellor had the real butter come into his house. No problem. Remember this. This is going to be us if we allow it. We're not even getting into the CBDCs and all the other things that are coming. But I think based on the title, I will leave you with the thought of butter, as I just said, and be at least remotely suspicious 
of anything coming out of these mouthpieces. The same people are stepping up to talk at these podiums. There's, no, there's hardly anyone new. They're saying the same things they've been saying for many decades now. They're making the same guarantees that we're all going to be dead. That if you keep having kids, you're ruining the, the environment and the earth is going to die. The earth is not going to die. At all. What's going to die is the ethos of these scumbags. So just keep your mind high. Keep yourself in good spirits, good vibrations. But also keep your ear to the ground and your eyes on the horizon. You can't just avoid seeing these headlines and then because of that, you'll be okay. It is a bothersome thing, but it's a responsibility we have because we can see through it. And we need to make sure that we're not allowing, you know, friends don't let friends drive drunk. Friends don't let friends fall for media propaganda bullshit, right? That's the same process. So if you're not seeing the things that they are, and I was just talking to someone who may be a guest on this show as well, and I was saying, you know, it's funny, I agree. Things are obviously changing. A lot of minds are opening. It wasn't just COVID, it's now. But at the same time, there's still legions of sports fans, legions of, you know, common Facebook users that are just posting anything they see and hardly reading them or just enjoy being part of a, some kind of like a reverb chamber or some kind of an echo chamber. And it, because it gives you some kind of very simple reward most people are working rewardless lives. They're actually killing themselves with these jobs. And how many times have you seen in some kind of a movie or even at a family get-together? Like, what would you really do if, you, if that's what you could do? You know, knowing that the job you have is not what you want to do. And that you just have to have it, right? And then, of course, your kids will be the same. And it, the cycle will never end. How many times have you heard somebody ask that question? Where does that question come from? How is that part of the American dream? It's not. It's, it's World War U. Thank you for letting me rant. Because... As much of an outline as I had here, I certainly injected as much as I could in between the words I had written. And I doubt I spoke one sentence the way I wrote it, as a matter of fact. And that's just the way it goes here on Third Eye Edify. Please stay tuned. I got at least one or two very major interviews coming before the year's over. I've got plenty of other episodes basically finished. I just got to actually record them and edit them and bring them to you. And as I had mentioned, I am on all podcasting as well. I am almost done putting all my episodes on Rumble, just in case you prefer that over YouTube. None of my exclusives will be there either. My exclusives, of which there are many at this point, are on Rockfin and Patreon. So you can find me there. And I hope that you do, because my time in being able to do anything on this channel, YouTube, is it's dwindling very quickly. And I think we all just need to not 
vote for politicians and presidents. We need to vote with what apps we use and how much time we put into them. YouTube is extremely good for lots of things, but it's not great for something like this. Not anymore. Thank you so much, everybody.